0: The following program is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. The information discussed during this program is not medical advice. Be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health. This is Health, Hope, and Inspiration. I'm Wayne Shepherd with Percy McRae. Reverend Percy McCray is Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America, and it's my delight to be with you each time here on the program, Percy.
1: And likewise, my friend. I enjoy our time together, and I enjoy the work that we do. And don't we have great listeners who respond well? We do. We, the, the impact and the response from people that are hearing the show and getting something from the show blesses me every day, and my heart is just overwhelmed.
0: We're going to talk about sharing faith today, specifically uh, sharing faith during a cancer journey.
1: Yeah. During an adverse circumstance, a challenging moment, you know, when one's back is up against the wall, uh, you have some decisions to make on how you will react and what you will do. And we're going to hear today from an individual who chose to really become vocal and to talk about her story and to share that and to engage others around her path.
0: Well, let me ask you generally, does this normally happen with people you come in contact with? Do, do they get more bold about their faith when they go through deep waters?
1: We can't paint an entire, you know, group of people with one broad stroke of a brush. But I will say that in many cases, the larger majority of people who are adversely impacted by, particularly with a cancer diagnosis, tend to begin to rally around the idea of, of taking this, and I'm going to make that a purpose that's going to drive me to do something. Mm -hmm. And whether that be organize others, galvanize people, or really begin to engage and create communication methodology that talks about the scenarios of cancer, I think what happens is that they feel that there's a call, there's a purpose, and they want to put that out into the public square.
0: And I have no doubt that you'll talk about that with our guests coming up.
1: Absolutely. That's going to be very much part of our discussion for today.
0: You'll hear that in just a few moments on Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Our resource is entitled Ways to Respond to Cancer Patients. Because for a person who's battling cancer, feelings of sadness and confusion, anger, those are commonplace things. It's hard to know sometimes what to say or how to respond in a way that's helpful and hopeful. So you've put this resource together for our benefit.
1: One of the things that people become very uh, polarized and paralyzed around, if I may say it that way, is what do I say to someone who tells me that they have cancer. And I've, I've heard incredible stories, Wayne, of just ineffective ways to communicate to cancer patients. So we've put this resource together. Again, it is not exhaustive. It is intended to help give people some things to think about how to appropriately and effectively respond to cancer patients. Well, you can
0: receive this resource easily right now by going to healthhopeandinspiration.com and downloading it to your computer. Print out as many copies as you like. Share it with the family and friends. And again, it's called ways to
1: respond to cancer patients. And a big part of it is just respond from your heart. Well, the key to it is being genuine and authentic. There is no question about it. But what I have learned about everything in life Everything. There is a skill and a methodology that we all can benefit from when we gain insights that'll help us to guide and structure what we do and how we react.
0: Yeah, and aren't we grateful for people who do reach out to those in their world that are going on a cancer journey? And we want to encourage. And we,
1: we want to encourage, yeah. encourage people to continue to do so because they are expecting and looking for people to respond. That's to a them. big
0: part of what we do and why we do it here on Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Let's uh, let's again remind our listeners that this podcast. Uh, you you may be listening for the first time. Did you know that you can subscribe to this podcast? Any number of podcast apps with your smartphone or computer will allow you to do that. You can or you can go directly to iTunes and subscribe uh, on iTunes.
1: Absolutely, we are we have created a growing community of people who are benefiting from this, and we want to continue to create pathways that will allow one to easily access this podcast on a consistent and regular basis. You can subscribe to that. You can also subscribe directly to the show where you can have it directly emailed to your device of choice as well. So again, all of those pathways, as we continue to reach out to the the audience, will give them the ability to access this show.
0: And spread the word about health, hope, and inspiration as you listen so that others may uh, tune in as well via the podcast. Well, with hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa, Cancer Treatment Centers of America takes an integrative approach to cancer care. They use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com, click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Center of America, or contact one of their friendly oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options by simply calling the phone number at the top of our homepage. Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. You'll learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Percy, um, the scripture. You're a man of the Word, and you've got Scripture in hand right now. What what verse have you chosen for our theme here today?
1: Well, the sword that's in my hand today so that we can chop through and cut through any dynamics uh-huh. is found in Psalms 9, verses 1 and 2, and it reads as follows, and it's appropriate for our audience and for the interview for today. I will give thanks to you, Lord, with all my heart. I will tell of all your wonderful deeds I will be glad and rejoice in you. I will sing the praises of your name. Oh, Most High God. When we listen to the interview today, this scripture is going to make sense on why we picked it. Once again, our theme, Sharing Faith on Health, Hope, and Inspiration. And here's Percy. Well, I'm excited today, as always, to have our next guest, Stacey Foltz, who is a current Uh, lung cancer patient at the Cancer Treatment Centers of America in Zion, Illinois, at Midwestern Regional Medical Center. It's good to have you with us on the show today. How are you, Stacey?
2: Thank you. I'm doing very well.
1: And you look very well. And with that being said, I thank uh, it's always important to state that I've supported a lot of cancer patients over a long period of time. And I always like to tell cancer patients, particularly when they're still in the midst of treatment, that they look good. Because, again, you know, in some cases, uh, being a cancer patient can, you know, uh, begin to wear on, you know, how you look and how you feel. So you really look fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. Well, let's, we're going to talk about your story today of... Uh, the journey and path of being a cancer patient and first and foremost uh, give us a little insight to what type of cancer uh, you are still currently being treated for and when you were diagnosed and and what was your initial reaction and response to being told that you had cancer
2: okay well I was diagnosed last April 2016 with um, stage four non-small cell lung cancer pretty shocked you know, no no cancer in the family and okay. no one smokes. Okay, So it was just um, a surprise. And from the get-go, we just knew we had to get better. I had to get better. Yeah,
1: and I think it's always interesting when I talk to uh, particularly lung cancer patients who did not have a history of smoking, that it's important for people to understand that just because mm-hmm. one has not necessarily smoked does not preclude you from the possibility of having lung cancer. You've been now treating uh, for lung cancer for how long, my dear?
2: Um, since last April, so a little over a year, something like 15, 16 months now. Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: And um, some basic treatments that you have uh, utilized for your lung cancer have been?
2: Chemo. Radiation and immunotherapy, which oh. is an amazing drug.
1: Okay, so you've done mm-hmm. kind of um, a full gambit of things. And of yeah. course, it's also important to let people know that it's possible
2: Yes.
1: To, while doing treatment that you can also be doing chemotherapy and radiation. Was it done at the same time?
2: I did some immunotherapy with some radiation, which is a little bit out of the box generally, but it worked well for me.
1: Okay. And so with that, let's talk about, uh, I am assuming that you are a person of um, faith and Mm -hmm. have a spiritual core to you. Of course, the the show here is uh, Health, Hope, and Inspiration. We're talking to a faith-based audience. Let's talk about how your faith and spirituality helped support it and has assisted you while going through this process mentally, emotionally, and whatever impact it may be having, in your opinion, from a physical perspective?
2: So I think when I became ill, my faith got even stronger. Hmm. I reached out to people, family, friends, through the social media for their prayers for me. So
1: you're a big social media person. Yes. Okay. The
2: more that people who pray for you, you know, the... Um, stronger you're gonna be okay so I have um, people from this synagogues from my Jewish groups from my family friends I have a lot of people um, with their faith in their prayers okay and it makes a huge difference
1: and in your opinion uh, why do you think that that uh, environment community uh, and that conscious a connection to a faith community makes a huge difference, in your opinion. Why?
2: You need to have belief. You need to have that hope. If you don't have any type of belief at all, I I don't think you're going to get well. I think you need to wrap your arms around your faith and your community. it's, It's just so important.
1: And so you use the word hope mm-hmm. and we hear that term and we live in the current culture and day and age that every third commercial on TV, whether we're talking about air conditioners or whether we're talking about selling cars or insurance, somehow ties the word hope into their phraseology, into their yeah. pitch. What does hope mean to you?
2: Hope is, it's very strong. I use that word a lot. Hope is bringing um, what you want in your beliefs. So my hope for anyone that has a cancer patient is to get um, the treatment that they need, To, and I hope that they get better. It's wrapping your arms around the the belief of it. Does that make sense?
1: Now, and again, it, it makes perfectly good sense. Okay. And what's important on this show is what makes sense for you, okay. what works for you, what has benefited you. Because again, one of the things that... For me personally, again, long time working in this environment and even longer in quote unquote ministry is that I've come to appreciate that everyone has a unique and individual spiritual path and journey. And in some cases, that may be very uniquely different than mine's, and that's perfectly okay. Hope is a very interesting term that I've, I've heard people kick around and give a lot of varied definitions to and ideologies to, and the fact of the matter is at the end of the day, there's only one person riding your horse, and that's you. That's me. And so that makes perfectly good sense in the context of what that means to you and and the significance of that. And so having said that, what are some of the spiritual practices, if I may ask that question, that you've utilized and that you continue to utilize to aid and assist in helping you that works for you?
2: I've done a lot more praying than I used to. Okay. Um, I actually have a prayer book that I'll open up and I'll read um, specific prayers that was um, pointed out to me. Okay. That would it, it is good for my situation. Mm-hmm. I also ha- attend uh, more groups or meetings okay. than I used to. Really? Yeah. Yeah
1: now why do you think you why because again two things you said you pray more than you probably did previously not that you didn't pray just probably pray a little bit more and that you're you're doing more communal group activity whatever that may be whether that's at your synagogue or with a prayer group Mm -hmm. or with a, a ladies group or support group you are you're participating more in a in a communal uh, engagement and I would yeah. assume that that you're sharing and and verbalizing where you are what's going on with you let's talk about that a little yeah. bit because that may be very helpful to someone listening to the show
2: having the the group of ladies that I meet with monthly and having the um, the temple or the synagogue it, it's it's nice to have those people the group of people to embrace you. When you're going through such mm. a difficult journey, you need to have that um, those arms around you. Okay. You know what I'm saying? It's okay. a huge group of people who understand you and I'm open with them and I I let them know everything that's going on and I've created a blog and they're following my blog.
1: Okay. So you are really out there from a social perspective.
2: Yeah. I I think it's so important.
1: By any chance are others a part of this group who may also be walking the path or have walked the path of being a cancer patient? Yes. How important is that in, in terms of this interaction?
2: It's so important because they know what I'm going through They've gone through the path. Mm-hmm. They know how to talk with me. Um, not everybody is comfortable talking to a cancer patient. So, Unfortunately. When unfortunately. So when you're in a group like this, everyone's open, you know, and, and especially a previous cancer patient who's done this journey. Yeah,
1: which is helpful for you. Yeah. To see someone who has walked that path yeah. and, and, and gone before you, I, I would imagine would be very encouraging at the end of the day. Yes, Well, you know, I've often said on the show here that cancer is a community disease. It's not just an individual disease. This is not uh, an individual sport. This is a team sport. And you've already recapitulated and reinforced the idea of the value and importance of having community, friends, relationships, engagement, and that you are utilizing that. And that's a big part of, if I may use this term, your therapy. It's not clinical, but it's helpful to you. Yeah. Talk to me a little bit or talk to the audience a little bit about, uh, if you will, how that has pro- helped you to progress to this point. When you first started out, you said that you, you you prayed, but not as much. You engage with people, but not as much. So you're about a year into this path now. How has this really uh, shaped, maybe changed? What's been some of the big spiritual takeaway or uh, aha aspects of this experience for you
2: at the beginning of my illness um i've always been very quiet and a shy person okay um but as i've started improving with my health i've started to uh, i'm more outspoken Hmm. and i speak up more and i talk more about it because i want people to know that when you are in an illness whether it's cancer or whatever the illness is uh-huh. that again here's the word hope that there is hope out there for you to get better okay and when I embrace the group of people I have you know it's the word of mouth. You know, so one person will say, you know, I know somebody that's going through this, or I know somebody that has gone through this. Okay. Can she, can I reach out to her? So I've been reaching out to people, and people have actually contacted me, huh. you know, and asked me to reach out to other people that they know. Okay. So it's been almost like a, uh, How should I say, like a pyramid effect, where you start reaching out to more people, like just like you're doing. You're reaching out to people every day, sure. And now I've started reaching out to people with what I'm going
1: through. And so, from a spiritual perspective, you're now—is it fair to say that I don't want to use the term per se ministry? Ministry simply means one who serves or a servant. You've really have embarked upon a type of informal ministry to to a certain extent.
2: I have, you know, I was given this disease in um, this path. I, I don't know why. I mean, we have it. We yeah. can either sit back and say, "Why me?" or we can take it, embrace what you have, and um, share. Sure. You know, that's the path I was given. I was yeah. given this, and I'm surviving it. I'm doing very well. Yes. So I was given it for a reason. I need to talk about it. I mean, that's the only thing I can think of. It's because I need to share my story. That's why I have it.
1: And so would it be safe to say in the few minutes that we have left, uh, and again, I don't want to put words in your mouth, you've just become a much more kind of public engager around your situation, your scenario, and your story. and And the spiritual takeaway is at the end of the day, you're just blessing people and helping people with who you are and what you're doing. And that's helping you in return.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm hoping that as I share my story and I embrace my story and my faith, people are believers, you know, and they walk away believing that there is um, some good that comes out of different terrible situations. Yes,
1: that makes sense. Yeah. Today with me, Stacy Folks still current lung cancer patient uh, who basically has embraced the power of social media and engagement of individuals and really is epitomizing the scripture that says that we are living epistles that are being read and written of men today. I want to salute you, thank you, and continue to encourage you to be the best that you can be and that God is not done with you yet. Thank you for being on the show, my dear.
2: Thank you, and you're very welcome.
1: What great thoughts shared by our guest today on health,
0: hope, and inspiration. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. They treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America or contact one of their friendly oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options by simply calling the phone number at the top of our homepage. Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. I'm Wayne Shepherd with Reverend Percy McRae. We just heard Percy talk with our guest today, Stacy Foltz, and I. And I'll tell you, Percy, I was taking notes on what Stacy said.
1: Well, Stacy talked about several different things, and one of the key core things that my takeaway from our conversation was her emphasis and her focus on hope, being hopeful, having hope. She actually gave her own working definition of what hope is and has been for her. And I bring that point up simply to say, Wayne, that again, in my time, I've heard a lot of different takes on what hope is, what it isn't, uh, you know, false hope, uh, et cetera, et cetera. And ultimately, it takes me back to, to my core where the scripture says that now faith is the substance of things hoped for. The word hope in the original Greek is translated as an eager or an earnest expectation. Mm -hmm. I want to say it one more time. Hope is an eager or an earnest expectation, not a guarantee, not a promise, but an expectation. And what I have learned about cancer patients at the end of the day, they are simply looking for the ability to have the mechanism to expect good things to happen that there's a potential for something to take place. We all live by this creed, whether we understand it or not. When we wake up in the morning, we're hopeful to have a good day. <laughs> when we get in our car, we're hoping that it will start, Yeah, etc. etc. The point is, it's a universal principle that is tied to the direct spiritual idea of applying that to difficult and uh, circumstances and scenarios that may challenge us that with godly hope, We're expecting the possibility of good things to take Mm -hmm. place. And that is reasonable, it is logical, and that should be supported and undergirded.
0: Stacy shared today from her religious tradition, which is uh, the Jewish religion, mm-hmm. but everything she shared is a transferable concept to other faith traditions, including Christianity.
1: Well, you know, we live in the current marketplace, you know, where the debate is that, quite frankly, there are probably more things that we have in common from different religious and theological schools of thought than we have that are, that are different. And that's That's another conversation for another day, but the point to be made that the commonalities that we share uh, in our thought process and our belief systems is something that we should understand and rally around and nurture and undergird each other with and so easily applicable to everything that we've discussed and that we continue to discuss on this show and that we ascribe to even as an organization at the Cancer Treatment Centers of America.
0: Yeah, she said her faith got stronger during her
1: her crisis, which she's still going through. Absolutely, because she began to focus on different things versus the the challenge of the moment. She began to dig into the core of her faith, the bedrock of her faith. I believe is how Jerry Rose, one of our previous uh, interviewees said it, that digging into the very core and bedrock of your faith gives you something different to focus on. Mm-hmm. It changes the direction of your attention. And that becomes a, uh, a very deliberate dynamic of how people begin to empower themselves because you can sit and focus on, I have cancer, it looks bad, et cetera, et cetera. Or you can choose to focus on but my faith and my belief and my hope in God is that he's going to strengthen me He's going to encourage me He's going to keep me and potentially he's going to provide a process of health and wellness That's a very different focus at the end of the day.
0: We touched on this earlier But in her case her faith got stronger not just internally but outwardly as well because she became more bold about her faith
1: I think that what can happen to us as human beings is that when we have a real intrinsic experience a genuine intrinsic moment internally it then gets translated externally there's something that we have to do with that it's a transferring of energy and 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 an experience that in this particular case and many cases for many cancer patients she felt that she wanted to begin to engage her community and her environment of course we live in the day and age of the use of social media and technology she took the scripture the concept of the scripture that we read in the opening and translated that into the methodology of the current social media of the day by expressing and telling people about what God was doing with her and through her. And that gave her a sense of empowerment, and it gave her a sense of purpose in in the midst of her circumstances.
0: There's one more point I want to make, but first, let me remind our listeners that you can download our free resource this week called Ways to Respond to Cancer Patients, a very helpful resource that Percy has put together for health, hope, and inspiration. Again, it's called Ways to Respond to Cancer Patients. Download a copy or many copies, if you like, at Health Hope and healthhopeandinspiration.com. All right, the final point I wanted to bring up, and you and I have talked about this before, is the importance of using social media as a way to
1: share. Well, there's so much that's been said about social media, and we can have another discussion and another show about that. And a lot is not necessarily good. But that medium is in place and available to us that we can do a lot of really we can reach a large number of people through this process. And so social media has now become uh the heralder of our day, the, the, the town crier, if you will, that we can translate and transmit messages abroad quickly to many by using that. And she has chosen that methodology to talk about and unpack her dynamics, her journey, and her faith in God as it relates to her sickness and her disease. And she's empowered by that, and she's now empowering others.
0: I hope our listeners are using social media to spread the word about this program.
1: We want you to reach out and do that on on a regular basis, share uh, Facebook, uh, Twitter, and let people know about health, hope, and inspiration. Let's go back to the scripture where we started earlier today. We're gonna close with our spiritual nugget and it ties right into the closing point. Psalms nine verses one through two. I will give thanks to you, Lord, with all of my heart. I will tell or I will Twitter or I will Facebook <laughs> of all your wonderful deeds. I will be glad and rejoice in you. I will Twitter, I will Facebook, or I will sing the praises of your name Oh, Most High God. <laughs> I
0: tweet, therefore I am. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Percy, it's always a great delight to be with you on this program and a delight to have our listeners come along as well. The podcast is available on iTunes, but you can subscribe easily, quickly at healthhopeandinspiration.com and then leave a review of this program on iTunes if you would. Percy, God bless you. See you next time. Bless you, my brother. And the best is still yet to come. This has been Health, Hope, and Inspiration.